Hello and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today I have one of my buddies on here, Joss Mongolis. He is a fitness consultant. You want to say hi? Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me, Jess. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. And so I really, I met Josh through one of my networking meetings and he's so awesome. And we really vibed on a lot of things. And one of the things we really vibe on is helping people get started. How do you get started? Where are you going to go from there? And then just keep moving from on. And so he's very motivated um, on helping others with fitness, eating healthy, and just loving yourself for who you are. And I think that's my huge piece to take from you. And um, so, yeah, so I would love to dive in on at first, how did you even start? Yeah, that's, and, and to your point before, that's my approach as, as well. It's, it might be the oldest cliche, but the hardest part is getting started. There's a reason why everyone says that there's truth to it. So I think, you know, we all have to take into account and remember that that is the biggest step is that first one. And not that everything will get easier from that point out, but it, it just will become a little bit more habit. So Everyone out there that's trying to start on a fitness routine and you're thinking about it and you're having some trepidation or you're discouraged, don't, that's normal. Know that that's normal and don't let that derail you. Uh, you know, for me, talking about getting started, I, you know, I was always an athletic kid, but I was never like the top athlete. I, I think when people find out what I do for a living, they just assume, oh yeah, you're just great. I was average. I was you know, everything I did, I could do, I could play, I played basketball, I swam, I ran track, I played lacrosse, I, you know, I did everything, but I always had to work really hard to be good at it. I was never that kid that stepped out and put a ball in my hand and instantly I was the best, you know, like, if that's you, then that's great. But as we know, that's like point something percent of the population. That's, that's a small number. Most of us are people that have to try and put the effort in and put the time in and so that's what I had to do. I was never the, the most explosive kid that I never jumped the highest. I was never the strongest. So I really took stock in, all right, if I want to do this and I want to be good at it, I have to practice. I have to work hard. I have to really make this an intention and a goal. And, you know, I was fortunate. I had my parents, they were both really there for me in a lot of capacities and they encouraged me to work hard and as we know, having somebody in your corner, anybody, friends, family, that's huge. That helps a lot. Uh, you know, we all know, and sometimes we have to remind ourselves we're not in this alone, that we're not going to succeed unless we have somebody there. And that sort of philosophy got me into personal training. I, I felt like, okay, so maybe the one thing people might be missing is somebody there. Maybe they just need that little push uh, a sounding board, someone to help them, to, to guide them. And, you know, I joke all the time that half of my responsibility is babysitter. It really is. It's holding your hand. And there's no shame in that. I don't think there should be any shame. So through doing this for myself and having like my folks there and having coaches and having friends, I realized that that's the person that I wanted to be. I wanted to be the person on the other side that, that pulls the other one along, that, that helps the other person achieve their goal, whether it's just doing something every day or, you know, running a race or looking good in a bathing suit or having a quality of life that you can live to a long, ripe age and be healthy. Wow. I love that. So there's so many things I want to take away from that. And the first is, like you said, there is that small population that just 
finds a sport, finds a, an activity and go, oh, it's just this, it's that quick. And, right. you know, I will my, uh, say that sometimes uh, I have friends like that. They're not always the best teachers. <laughs> like, no, you just flip the snowboard. I'm going, what? Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but no, it's true. true, right? But I think the other thing you really said too is you were athletic, you know, growing up, you did the sports, you did things and you still have to do it every day. You still have to show up every day. You still have to practice every day. You still have to make that habit every day. And I think that's so huge to take away because I think sometimes we think about that small percentage that just gets it or whoever, right? But even those people, they still have to show up for themselves every day. They still have to practice every day. They still have to make those habits for themselves every day. So it's what are you doing for that? And you also mentioned your your environment, your support system. Who's surrounding you? Who are you putting around you to support you and to encourage you to be the person you want to be in that healthiest way? And like you said, my coaches, my family, all of those were rooting for me. And that's just such a great feeling. But sometimes those are not always your biggest, you know, supporters and that's okay too. But they're like, you're saying there's trainers, there's coaches out there, there's different friends out there and you want to be one of those people. And I think that's so awesome because we all need that one person in our corner, just going, no, man, you're getting up. You're going to keep on going. because yeah. You can do this, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're right. I, I think, look, I train a lot of my clients early uh, morning, you know, people are either morning people or they're creatures of habit or, or what have you. And at the end of the workout, they, they all say something similar to, you know, I just probably would have hit snooze if I didn't, if I didn't know I had you, I just would have snooze, snooze, not done it. And, and that's right. I think that's maybe some extent human nature to, to just do that. Okay. I hit snooze this morning. I mean, <laughs> I build in the snooze though into my morning. I build in at least one snooze when I when wake up. It feels good hitting yeah. the snooze. Like I slept in, you know, that fifth yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 minutes on your phone. It's like, I did it though. <laughs> right, right. Totally. So no, to no. your point though, that I get it. It helps. It helps having someone in your corner. It does. It so. really does. And um, like you said, and I, it's that accountability, right? It's that yeah, you show up for yourself a hundred percent. But if I know somebody else is going to be there, be like, Hey, I'm showing up for them too. I'm showing up because I'm paying them. I'm showing up because right. in, I, I'm going to this class and I'm going to prove myself. And I told them yesterday I was going to come. So it's a different kind of accountability. And I think it's so important. So I, as much as I think, you know, show up for yourself is important. I think also having that accountability partner is huge too, because they're going to help you through that growth. Agreed. Agreed. And, uh, to, to your point as well, like sometimes the motivator can be simple as, as financial. It, it, it really is. I mean, look, I, I do this because I love what I do, but I'm not giving away my services for free. It's, it's a charge. And, and I have my 24 hour cancellation policy. So it, it is, it's some like, I, I, I paid for this. I got to do it. I got to get up. I, I put money down that that's motivating us as, as well. I think on, on anything fitness or anything else, you make a commitment financially you're committed. Yeah, no, it, it's so true. When you put that money down, I think, um, and, you know, personally, I know for myself, I was doing a lot of the, the YouTube class. Like when I first started, I was doing, oh, I bought the $10 DVD. This is showing age, but you know, $10 DVD. And I did the YouTube videos. And, <laughs> but for me, it was much like, oh, well, it's free. It's convenient, but it was convenient. Cause I couldn't go back to that, those habits where I didn't fully have to show up. You know what I mean? I'm in my class. Nobody's watching me. So if I, you know, only squat it down this much instead of all the way, 
you know, nobody's there to say anything. Nobody's there to cheer me on when I'm at the last push up and they're like, let's go, let's go. You know? So it's, there's, um, there's some, there's a, you know, that being in person is a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. And, and I look, you mentioned the DVDs. I, I always reference DVDs because that's how I came up. And when I first started in fitness, that's what it was, right? You, you bought the DVD and, and you did the DVD for six weeks, maybe two months. And then the DVD just collected dust that didn't, it didn't do anything. It just sat there, which is what the, which is what a, a, um, a YouTube video or an app is this day. It's, it's almost similar. I, I draw a similar analogy between the two. And, you know, when I tell people, cause I do a lot of virtual workouts, I said, no, no, it's live. I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm watching. It's not a pre-recorded. It's, it's me. Uh, so a lot of times some people like that as well too. Some people are uncomfortable being in the gym, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. They just either, they're not familiar with the gym. Uh, they're worried about people looking at them. Uh, you know, sometimes you spend half the amount of time picking out what you're wearing to the gym as, as opposed in the mornings, my clients are working out really in what they slept in and sweatpants or shorts and t-shirts. So there is a level of, of comfortability, but it has to be live. It has to have communication. It has to be a, a sender and a receiver or else it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like I think, you know, it's a great beginner or if you didn't make it to a class, like I, I don't want to say they're bad, but there is such a difference when you're saying like that live attention, that live communication, like you said, there's that send and receiver and the sense of, again, there's so many benefits to it. And I think for me, it's um, the form you know, cause the form is so important mm -hmm. and how many times, and you can tell me if you want, but has your client said, Oh my God, I thought I've been doing this right the whole time. And I haven't been, you know? It's so it's so funny, right? You can be off in a, in a movement by like that much and you can lose almost like the half the benefit of it. It, it is amazing how that much, you know, and that's for all disciplines and uh, yoga, Pilates, what have you, if you're off, in your form and i'm huge on that anyway i'm big on form and posture and movement it's not you know how much weight you're moving it's it's how you're moving it right you can uh we always use a bicep curl as an example you see people in the gym all the time like this like throwing their arms like yeah i could probably curl twice the amount of weight if i did that but if i just sat there and did like a slow methodical motion and kept my elbow at 90 degree and dug into the side i'm I'm not going to be able to curl the same weight. It's going to be less, but the benefit is going to be better or greater. And you're right. It's something, again, the simple moves, and I'm air quoting the simple moves, because yeah. even this morning, I'm in my class and I'm doing bicycle crunches. Never thought I was doing them wrong, but I was <laughs> doing the opposite with that. It was, and she goes, you're not targeting yourself. And I'm just going, I'm just, I mean, granted, I was still sweating. But like, you know, and I wasn't, and once I changed that one little move, oh my goodness, the abs were like, oh, well, hello, and woke up. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. That's fantastic. But it's, it is. So it's that connection. I also feel, um, and I think it's a relationship too. And tell me if you agree, because I feel like you start to build this relationship with your clients in the sense of there's going to be hard days where they're not going to want to show up because of life is happening. There's going to be days that they're so hard on themselves because they still haven't accomplished that one move that they wanted to accomplish. And so I think when you have that live class, live trainer, live coach, consultant, there's that kind of relationship where it's like, yeah, but you know what you have done? 
you know what you can do, you know, and kind of just build them up that way. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. I think, you know, fitness, like life, it's all about relationships, right? I mean, that's, that's, we're human beings. It's about how we interact with others, even up to the professional levels. You hear this all the time in a lot of professional sports that it's not the knowledge that that coach has. It's his way he communicates with his players. It's not just good enough to be an X and O guy. You, you have to know how to reach people or else you're not going to, going to get their, their best. So you have to, you know, and the same with fitness, it's not, people always want to know and they find out what I do. Oh, what's the best exercise? What's the best? It, it's, it's the person who's bringing it to you. Um, another analogy I use with your reasoning is the, you know, in college, we all remember like that great professor we had that maybe we didn't even necessarily, we had to take the class because it was a requirement, but it, it, the professor was just this great person and, and you made a connection with him or her and and that's what got you into the love of that class. So I think it's the same thing. I, I think you connect with somebody, you feel their enthusiasm and it's motivating and it gets you more into what you're doing. It does. It, you're right with the, uh, the field of enthusiasm. I think um, it's, uh, oh, what's, I'm losing the word, but it's contagious, right? The, yeah. the energy is contagious. So on those days that are hard days, because we all have them, even as coaches and consultants, we have our hard days too. But, you know, for the people that we're coaching and working with, like they're going to have their hard days and they look to us on the sense of needing that connection, that energy. And so, like you said, you know, there's always going to be that person you're going to look up to and want you to keep moving and get you wanting to move because of their energy, because of their motivation, because not that they can just do the job, but because of everything else around them and what they can provide for you more than just that one job. Right, right. I think that's I think that's a huge point, um, and that's for any right, any institution, any discipline, anything. Anything, yeah. Um, this is so awesome. So, what I want to talk to you about is so for somebody to get started, like I said, you know, again, not hated on YouTube, not hated on DVDs, but in the sense of um, ready for the next step. Okay, I've been working on DVDs, I've been working on YouTube, so I'm ready for that live connection. For me to get started, what should I, is there something I should look for? Is there, what should I be doing? I, I think so. All right. So we're going to start with that individual, that person that wants to take it to the next step to yes. uh, enhance their training program or just get a, like a regular routine. I, I think two things, well, it's one thing, but it's two versions. You need to identify your short-term and your long-term goal. What, what, what's, what's the bigger picture, which is important, but also micro what's the smaller picture I, I think speaking to each side you need to have a game plan you need to know where you want to be why you're doing what you're doing why it's important to you what it means to you establish a relationship with that uh but don't focus too much on big picture because sometimes it could seem daunting let's say you have like 50 pounds to lose that, that's a lot so you don't want to look at oh my god i got a 50 pounds lose. you want to start microing you want to look at all right well what do i want to do this month what do I want to do this week? Maybe this week I'm going to get three workouts in instead of two. Maybe I'm going to get four in instead of three. Uh, this week is I have to lose my two pounds this week or even a pound a week. So look at sort of small micromanage goals and look at your big ones. Uh, some people it's about weight loss. Some people it's about getting toned. Some people uh, it's about competing in an event. 
you want to find something that you can like dig into and hold on to. And that's going to drag you through on the days to your point before some days you just don't have it. That's we are human beings. There's, there's days where maybe you slept bad or you were out, had a couple of drinks the night before. (laughs) I mean, there's a million and one reasons, right? So I think you need to look in that moment, how you're feeling. If you're feeling great, then push it, keep pushing it. If you're not feeling that great, still do something. And maybe it's not 10 repetitions, maybe it's eight, or, you know, maybe it's one less set, but the bottom line is you're getting up and you're, you're doing it. So look at like how you're feeling in that moment and judge yourself on that moment on how you're feeling uh, rather than look in the totality of it. Because sometimes the totality, even though you want a game plan, you want direction, it could, it can be overwhelming. Uh, and we hear this all the time, you know, be, be in the moment, <laughs> like just, just be in that moment, you know, and enjoy what you're doing or focus on what you're doing. Try to just stay there. And before you know it, that moment's over and you're on to the next one. And you'll feel so much better when you go to that next moment because of what you just did. A hundred percent. I want to take away so much that you just said. So, you, you know, going back to the goals, there's always that bigger picture. What do you want? Right. So, you know, we want that big picture, but what can I do today, this week, this month? Right. I think it's so important breaking it down to, I always say like bite-sized pieces, right? So what can right. I do right now that makes sense as small baby steps that I can accomplish for where I'm at today? Cause I think that when you go back to like, you were saying this today part, some days are going to be harder than others. Maybe, yeah, I went out last night. Maybe the bed was, it was too hot in the house. AC broke, whatever the case may be, right? I couldn't sleep last night. And so, you know, most of us might just say, oh, well, I had a bad night or this. And I just press the snooze and I call it a day. But to your point, you're saying, no, still show up, man. What's, yeah. You said you're going to go to the gym Thursday. What are you going to do? Okay, well, maybe you're treadmill today. Maybe you're right. only eight reps today instead of the 15, the 10. So how are you still showing up? Because I think a lot of times it's one, you're still showing up. And I think, and I don't know if you agree with this, sometimes when you still actually show up and your goal is those eight reps or just the treadmill, you actually do more. You actually end up doing the 15. You actually end up staying there for the full 30. Or for right. some reason that you don't, you still showed up. Right. Right. So so many times. I've had people that are just don't have it that day and then they end up having like one of their better workouts. It's, you know, because you, you're just listening to how you're feeling in that moment, but you don't know where that moment's gonna, gonna go. So all the time we're like, I just don't have it today. And then all of a sudden we have this great workout. So you don't know, there's the old quote, like uh, 90% of success is showing up, right? Just, just showing up. Showing up. You think about everything we've done in our lives, it's because we showed up, we, we, we went to this event or we met with this person or we did, you know, does it always work out? No, but it's definitely not gonna work out if you don't show. So it's that simple. And it really is, and I don't wanna get too much into it, but I think a part of it is that control of the future. Well, you know, if I don't show up and things like that, but if you just show up, no, you still don't know what's gonna happen. But if I don't show up, I know nothing's gonna happen over here, right? So it's more, I know if yeah. I show up, something will happen. Right. Either I'll get the eight reps and I'll do 15, whatever. Right. But right. if I don't show no. up, nothing's going to happen. A hundred percent, nothing will happen. We know that for <laughs> sure. We don't know We don't know something will happen, but we know for sure it will not. It definitely will not. So yes, yes, that's a, that's a good point. <laughs> that's so awesome. 
so what I want to talk about next is I would love for you to kind of just talk about your business, talk about how we can work with you, you know, give us a full rundown. Yeah, no, certainly. I I mean, look, I've been a trainer now coming up on 20 years, which is mind boggling. I, I started doing this years ago. I, like most people, I worked at a gym. I worked at a health club in, in New York City. Uh, and that's really, you know, how I got my feet wet, how I really started learning a lot about exercise and, and fitness in, in general. Um, you know, I have a background in something called sports psychology. So I really do take, I mean, look, the name of the company is Mind Over Matter, Mind Over Matter Health and Fitness. It's not just the name, it's it's a philosophy. Yeah. It's a cliche again, but but it's it's true. So I, I do take a lot of stock in the mental and emotional psychological approach to fitness, let, let alone life. And if you look at, again, professional athletics, all these people are on such a high level. I mean, we're talking about point something percentage of the population. They all have this athletic gift. What differentiates the success and failure is that approach. And we just saw with the Olympics, these people spend four years training for something that lasts you know, depending on the event, 30 seconds, that is all up here. That is, I mean, anyone who has a great day, they tell you how prepared they felt. And anyone who has a bad day, they tell you, I just didn't have it mentally. I just didn't have it. So uh, I think that's a, a big approach. And I try to incorporate that into my discipline. Um, you know, I started as personal training. And over the years, I, I started adding things like Pilates and meditation and boxing and running. I've uh, certifications as running coach. Uh, I've been boxing now for about 15 years. Oh, so cool. it, it just, it, it, it does become, to use the word before, contagious with myself. And I try to make it so I can be as diverse to a potential client because everybody's going to have their own niche and, and what sure. works for them and, and what fits best for them. So my responsibility is to be as diverse as possible. So I could say to somebody, you know what, this isn't working. Let's try this. Let's just try something completely different, Perfect. you know, and sort of maybe doubling down on what does work, figuring out what's beneficial, what's not. So uh, most of my people, you know, I transitioned over to doing things virtually. I do see some people in person, but most of my time is spent in this forum. Uh, it's live. And one of my big philosophies is your body is the best piece of exercise equipment. So I'm not a believer in big, you know, expensive pieces of of equipment or heavy weights, I think the body can be the best weight. And for some of us, it's a heavier weight than others. So sometimes it can be a lot of weight, you know, depending on where we are. So conceptually things like push-ups and squats and pull-ups and lunges and dips and mat work and floor work and core work, where you're using your body as resistance and assistance and a lot of my clients, look, we will get weights. I usually tell people get two sets of dumbbells, a light set and a heavy yeah, set. Always. Or I'll tell them I love the, the big stability balls. Those are great oh. too. And then I love like a medicine ball. So things that are cheap and inexpensive that other than the ball can just go into the bed. And, you know, the, one of the big changes that I made that I've now been finding greater result is I went from an hour long workouts to 30 minute workouts. An hour can be a long time. <laughs> uh, yes. Depending on what you're doing, it's long. Yeah. And it, it, it's, I found that people's attention after like that 40 minute mark was just dipping significantly. And there's the law of diminished returns. If, if you're not in like top shape, you're not getting any more results from your body. In fact, at a certain point, 
you become tired, fatigued, form becomes sloppy. You could start doing a disservice and damage to your body after a certain point. So I said, let's just shorten our workouts. Let's do 30 minutes. 30 minutes does not seem as daunting. Everyone has 30 minutes in their day. I don't care how busy you are. And I know people juggling family and work and, you know, I don't know where we are with pandemic. Are we out of it? Are we not out of it? Are people, so so there's, there's so many excuses, right? We can use, but the bottom line is there's 30 minutes in a day that you can work out. So it's about accommodating to the individual. Okay, we want 30 minutes. Let's just do 30 minutes. And the workouts tend to be intense because they're shorter, but you're essentially packing an hour's worth of exercise into 30 minutes. I love what you said too, because I think um, what I heard was, yeah, the hours long, there are classes that are that long, but I'm definitely one of those people that after like 30, 45 minutes, I'm going, where's the clock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. it's, yeah, I, it's more of, I mean, I mean, I feel like this is anything who, you know, doing the same high level workout of any intensity of the same, work, reading emails, whatever, 45 minutes, an hour of doing one thing. It, it's a lot, right? right. Your attention span, right. and especially these days are getting smaller and smaller. So. <laughs> You're not lying. It, it really is. It's like, we need something to keep us captivated the, the whole time. The whole time. I understand. Yeah. yeah. No. And you also said too, I think it's a big point is you get tired and, you know, so knowing where you are again, going, having that awareness, going back to that in the sense of you can injure yourself. There's been plenty of times we're at the end of the thing. We're doing about to do the same workout again. And my ankle goes or whatever. And I now have right. to drop down to modify. Cause I'm like, you know what? Not worth it. You know? So trying to right. find, um, you know, find what works for you. So I love all that. And I love that you mentioned that you do virtual. So pretty much anyone that's listening to this could work with you. Right. And right. then, but you also do the in-person, right? You said, right. Right. Some people prefer the in-person and a lot of, like people, I'll, I'll do a hybrid. I'll see some of them in person and then I'll see them once a week virtually. The workouts are definitely different. It's a different style. So sometimes it's good to have that that hybrid uh, style. And uh, some people, look, they, I've had some clients that I've never met face-to-face. I, I, you know, it's, it's, this is our life a lot with the screen. You know, I, I had a client, I worked with this guy for about two years uh, he was living out in Florida. And then this is when I was in New York. He came with a visit and we met in the park to do a workout. And it took us a second to see each other. And, oh, wait, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, I thought you were taller. Or, you yeah. know, I was like, it's this whole thing. So that's that's the world that we're in. It is, it is. But it's, it's also really cool because, you, again, you can get to meet anybody. So any of the listeners right now can still reach out to you. Can you, again, I'll provide all the links in the episode notes and everywhere else. Um, but can you just mention where that we can find you at? Sure. Best bet is always the website. That's really communicates so much about uh, who we are and my team and myself. And that's mindovermatternyc.com. So mindovermatternyc is the website. That's the best way to get us. And uh, Facebook, we're, you know, I'm Joshua Mind Over Matter NYC. I, I'm able to put that as my middle name and we're Mind Over Matter NYC on Instagram. So uh, that's your best bet to always contact us. And you can always email or call us through there. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. And I think um, you can, you know, let me know if you agree. I feel like the biggest takeaway is here is um, one, we all know fitness is good for us. We, you know, we're not, I don't, you know, we all know that without getting diving into that, but it's just starting. 
and finding where it starts for you. And so just starting every day, every day, you're going to do something for you in the sense of fitness. And what does that look like for you? And just getting started. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome. Joshua, thank you so much for coming on here. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jess. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Stress Less with me, Jess. Please leave a review about today's episode. Subscribe to upcoming episodes. They come out every Tuesday. Or follow me at Journey to Yourself 101, where you can see upcoming workshops or online courses that I have going on. Or just shoot me an email at jessica at journeytoyourself.net.